from 99.9 The Fan. This is The Drive with Tim Donnelly. Sponsored by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. Joining us now for Football at Four is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, host of Greeny on ESPN Radio, which you can hear right here on The Fan every weekday from 10 a.m. to noon. You can also see him on Get Up every morning on ESPN, enjoying record ratings, by the way. Thanks, thanks for joining us. My pleasure, Brian. Thanks for having me. So, so we're just a couple days away from Chiefs versus 49ers, Super Bowl 58 in Las Vegas, the, the gambling capital of the United States. And right now the NFL is all in on gambling. ESPN is all in on gambling through ESPN Bet. And, and North Carolina in just a few weeks is going to launch mobile sports betting here in the state. It, where do you see this marriage between sports, particularly football and the NFL, and gambling going? Are you comfortable with, with kind of where we are? I am. This is a conversation that we've had on, on our show in the last couple of days. And I certainly understand people's um, hesitation when it comes to this. But I have been a proponent of legalized gambling for decades. I've always felt that when something is going on anyway in mass numbers, I believe gambling has been prevalent in the United States, particularly on football and other sporting activities, um, for decades, I mean, since before my time, and certainly it was when I was in college and other places, I knew where to make bets in college, and I did it all the time. And I think when you take those things out of the darkness and into the light, more good comes of that than bad. There certainly are concerns, um, some of them involving gambling problems, gambling addiction, all that sort of thing. That's why with every uh, thing I do for ESPN Bet, we always attach 1-800-GAMBLER if you're feeling like you are in any trouble. And, and my rule of thumb has always been, as I've said to everyone, if you ever gamble with money that you cannot easily afford to lose, you're making a huge mistake. Stop immediately. And if you can't stop, seek help. Um, that said, I think that the upside of this greatly um, outweighs the potential downside. And so I, I have been a proponent of it for a long time, and I, I think it is going about as I expected it to, and I, I don't think it slows down any time in the foreseeable future. I think it continues going up like a rocket ship. Where do, where do you see it? I saw somebody today talk about the possibility of someday, you know, the NFL and, and probably other sports being the bookmaker themselves in, in a lot of ways. You know, I, I that I don't know anything about. Certainly, I guess that's a possibility, but that that is not – not only it's not something I don't know. It's something I don't know anything about. It's something I don't, I'm not really that concerned with. Um, how that ultimately, uh, who it is that that makes the billions of dollars in legalized gambling is of less concern to me than the fact that it is being made. It is being divvied up now amongst a lot of people, and it is being taxed. So rather than some guy on the street corner who will break your legs if you don't pay him back. Um, you know, people are making money on this legally and they're paying taxes and I'm all for that. So whether the teams themselves or the leagues themselves wind up being the house, that, that's something that remains to be seen. And, and that's something that I suppose will be decided by other people. It, it's not something I've given, honestly, almost any thought to. It's hard to do these because we're kind of prisoner of the moment. But but given Las Vegas, given Usher is, is doing the halftime show, the, the Taylor Swift drama, these two very successful model franchises, uh, obviously Mahomes and Kelsey, all the 49ers offensive weapons. Is this the biggest Super Bowl ever? Well, I've seen people suggest that it's going to have the biggest audience ever. You know, 
I don't really know. I suppose there were a variety of ways that one could define that. In the way you just did, I suppose, yes. Here's here's a Kansas City team that I think is playing for dynasty status. I, I believe a third title is necessary for a team to be described as a dynasty. Here's Patrick Mahomes playing to become the first football player ever to have three rings and two MVPs in his first seven seasons, and he, of course, will have done it in six. When you factor in the star power of Taylor Swift, which is practically unrivaled on planet Earth, um, and all of the intrigue surrounding her connection to it. And then, yes, as you said, the Chiefs have been here multiple times before. The 49ers have been here multiple times before. I, I don't see why any other Super Bowl would have been bigger. That said, my gut feeling is that if you ask me that question again next year, we'll probably say yes to that too because this thing just continues to grow and grow and grow. But, yeah, it's, you know, it's a good question, Brian, because it's something I hadn't really thought of. But when you take all those things into account, I think the answer to that is yes. You're a guy who, who started your career, if I'm not mistaken, you know, covering the Bulls in Chicago and during the Michael Jordan era. At that time, could you have imagined that football, the NFL in particular, would be as dominant a force as it's become? The other sports, you know, including like baseball, which, you know, the national pastime, have just sort of faded in relevance. And football has become this behemoth. And, and I'm not sure anyone could have envisioned that. 30 years ago, 40 years ago? Well, I'll give you a couple of responses to that. The first is that when I was covering the Bulls in those days, I was a general assignment reporter for the all-sports radio station in Chicago in, in its infancy, 92, 93. So I covered Super Bowls. The first Super Bowl I covered was January of 93. Radio Row at that time was probably eight radio stations. There were probably eight radio. In fact, I don't even think it was called Radio Row. There was just an area where they put people. Um, I, so there was no radio row. So that, that should give you the best indication, if anything, of the way this thing has exploded. It used to be something that eight radio stations around the country would send. And, and it was generally like the local stations of the markets that made it. Like the first one I covered was Dallas and Buffalo. And, and maybe some of the Dallas radio stations were there and some of the Buffalo radio stations were there and one or two others. And that was it. Uh, now it's hundreds of stations. So the level of interest in this thing has has grown like a rocket ship, to use the same analogy I used earlier. As far as your other point, I actually don't know that I agree. I don't think that basketball has faded in relevance, and I don't think that baseball has necessarily – well, maybe baseball has to a degree from its apex. But I think comparing anything to football at this point is foolhardy, which is to say nothing compares to football. Um, pro football, I think, is our nation's obsession. It is – the most popular thing in America. But to say something, for example, I, I use this analogy. Um, you can be very rich and not have as much money as Jeffrey Bezos, right? He's, he has $150 billion. You can still be plenty rich. So the NBA, I think, is, is doing extraordinarily well, all in, financially and otherwise. Major League Baseball is certainly doing very well financially. I think it, it, it faces some challenges otherwise. Um, it, it, to your point, it isn't as relevant culturally as it was at its apex. But, but I don't think this is as much about those sports fading as it is about football just, just leaving everything in its dust. So as compared to football, then yes, certainly. Um, the star power, the significance of all the other sports combined don't really combine uh, or don't really um, measure up. But uh, that, is, that has a lot more to do with the growth of football 
I think, than it does with the diminished significance of the other sports. Yeah, that's that's totally fair. Did, did you see it? I mean, did did you or, or others, do you think, see this football dominance? I don't know if it's fantasy football, if it's gambling, as we talked about, if it's just a, a perfect sport for television, for, for viewing uh, from your couch, especially as, as TVs have gotten bigger and, and the pro- production has gotten so much better. What is it that has turned football into this behemoth? All of the above. The answer is all of the above. It is a perfect storm. And, and the primary reason is that the direction our culture has moved lends itself perfectly to football and directly away from baseball. I'll give you a story. There was a columnist named Bernie Lincecum who covered sports in Chicago when I was a very young reporter there. And he was an excellent uh, columnist for the Chicago Tribune. And he was someone I looked up to, and, and, and he liked me. And, and we would, whenever we found ourselves in the same place, we would chat. And I always enjoyed hearing his perspective on things. And he once said to me, Mike, the beauty of baseball is all the, thing that ha- all the things that happen in between the action. And that's right. And that is exactly what our society isn't anymore. <laughs> um, you know, I, I have uh, kids. They're not so much kids anymore. They're 23 and 21. But as they were growing up, my son used to love, what was that um, platform before there was TikTok that, that, you, that, that the videos were literally seven seconds long? Um, what was what was the name of that? Was that Snapchat? Would watch. Uh, no, 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 no. Snapchat is still around. It's something that doesn't exist anymore. But there were like little seven or eight second videos, well, whatever it was called. And I'm sure everyone listening to the radio right now is yelling and screaming the answer <laughs> at us. But, but whatever it was, th- that's the direction everything has moved. Everything has moved to quicker, faster, louder. Um, and and I think that is exactly the opposite of what baseball is. And it is exactly what football is. Um, so everything that has happened in our culture, to your point, gambling, fantasy, all of those things lend themselves directly to the growth of football. Football is exactly what our culture is in 2024. And baseball is very much what our culture was in 1954. And to their credit, um, I think the folks who run baseball have tried and are trying really hard and with some success to do what they can about that. But the reality is you can't, change the intrinsic nature of these games and baseball is not a sport whose greatest charms jibe perfectly with the the day and age in which we currently live and football is and and that is the biggest factor but but the answer to the question why has it grown so much it's all of those things it's everything you said it is all of the above i chose william peace because of the personalized education it offers which allows students to truly know their professors It's really possible to make genuine connections with your professors and learn intentionally here and dive deep into what you're passionate about. A 12 to 1 student to faculty ratio is just one of the many reasons students choose William Peace University. Extra attention starts day one for career planning with their Career Services Center. Find out all they have to offer at peace.edu. More great news for Cary commuters. With the new GoCarry app, you can track your bus live on the interactive map feature. Stay informed with the latest news and service updates right at your fingertips. Save your favorite locations and routes for quick and easy access, making your daily commute a breeze. Plus, with the GoCarry app, you can easily connect to GoCarry.org for even more resources and information. Best of all, the GoCarry app is absolutely free to download on the Apple and Google Play stores. GoCarry, where getting there is just a tap way that voice you hear is espn's mike greenberg of course you recognize him um 
he has a favorite team in the NFL, and and that is the New York Jets. And and many in this area have a favorite team in the NFL, and that is the woeful Carolina Panthers. Who reaches a Super Bowl first, the your uh, your New York Jets or our woeful Panthers? Good God, um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, I don't I don't even know. Probably. I mean, look, I think that, that the Panthers are one step closer because um, I think they have bottomed out and maybe they have their quarterback of the future. The Jets, I think, are on their way down. Um, I think the Jets have to go through um, uh, an entire rebuild, which they haven't even entered yet, um, which is to say that I, I do think the Jets will win more games next year than they did this past year. And Rodgers will help enormously if he's healthy. And I, I think that the Jets will be good. I think the Jets will be a good team next year. But by no means do I think that they're a Super Bowl team, not in a conference that now has Jim Harbaugh coaching Justin Herbert, that has a healthy Joe Burrow, that has a healthy Lamar Jackson, and that has the great Patrick Mahomes. And I've left out a few, Josh Allen and, and others. Um, but the Jets, I don't think, are in that uh, category. The Panthers, at least, I think, can begin the process of building – around Bryce Young and trying to figure out how they go about it. The, 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 the head coach they hired, while not perhaps a household name, um, obviously did a terrific job this past year with Baker Mayfield, and who, who is, you know, like Bryce Young, sort of an undersized quarterback who doesn't have any, I mean, nothing, nowhere near Bryce Young's natural ability. So I still hold out hope. Look, you're there day in, day out. So you, you see it far more than I do. Um, obviously everything there has been a disaster, but do you see the things in Bryce Young that suggest to you that he can be the answer, that, that everything around him has to get figured out, but that ultimately he can be the answer? In a way that everything around him is good, I think he can be the answer. In a Brock Purdy type situation where you have a great running back, great wide receivers, a good offensive line, unfortunately, and, and when you trade up to number one, you expect that guy to be like Mahomes or Josh Allen or Burrow, someone who can win the games for you. I think he can win you games, but I think the pieces around him are going to have to be well, much, much better than they are right now, but, but really, really good. Yeah, that's disastrous, of course, because the pick right after him is C.J. Stroud, and that, and that will forever be the comparison because Stroud does appear to be exactly what you just described Bryce Young as not being. So if that is the case, then then the Panthers are as far away as you can be, and they don't have their first-round pick this year, and the Jets haven't even gotten there. So let, let's just say I have a feeling both fan bases are going to be waiting a really long time. Uh, before we let you go, do you have a Super Bowl pick or, or at least a way that you think this game might play out? Yeah, I'm, I'm taking my homes. I mean, I, it, like, as, you, as you said at the beginning of the conversation, I, I started my career covering Michael Jordan. And if there's one thing I figured out, it's that, Michael Jordan isn't going to win every game. But if you bet on him every game, you're going to win a hell of a lot more than you're going to lose. Um, and that's what I'm going to do. So I, I don't pick against 15. Um, I think the 49ers look like a team that peaked in November. Uh, there was a moment in time this year where I thought they were by far the best team. I don't think that anymore. I think Baltimore was better than them, and Casey just knocked them off. I'm not sure Buffalo wasn't better than them, and Casey just knocked them off. I'm not picking against Andy. I'm not picking against Patrick Mahomes. I'm not picking against Taylor Swift. I definitely <laughs> think the Chiefs are going to win. He's certainly reached that. Maybe not the heights of Jordan or Brady, but certainly reached that. You just or or Tiger, but certainly reached the point where you you just can't pick against him. 
Oh, I think he's headed that way. I mean, you know, we've had this incredible stat that we've run on get up the last couple of days. There has never been a football player who has won three championships and two MVPs in his first seven years. There have been two basketball players who have Bill Russell and Larry Bird, one hockey player, Guy Lafleur, and three baseball players, Joe DiMaggio, Mickey Mantle, and Stan Musial. I mean, we're talking about royalty. We're talking about um, we're, we're talking about immortality. We're talking about the greatest of the great, and that is the company that Mahomes is keeping. So I think putting him in there, you know, again, he's, he's got a long ways to go. He's only 28 years old. But I do not think it is overstating it to say he is following in the footsteps of Tiger Woods and Tom Brady and Michael Jordan and LeBron James and Wayne Gretzky and the other all-time greats in all of the sports. I definitely think he is that good. Well, that was Mike Greenberg with ESPN. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, appreciate the time and enjoy the game. My pleasure. You too. Thank you. Your heart. It's the only one you have. Fortunately, you also have a choice. Expert cardiologists, talented surgeons, highly skilled specialists, all of whom chose WakeMed. Why? The main reason is the same reason patients choose WakeMed. Everything you need for the best possible care is right here. Learn more at WakeMed.org. WakeMed Heart and Vascular Physicians. Your heart, your choice.